Hello, friends. Welcome to season two of the 21st Century Farm D podcast. My name is Brooke Griffin, and I'm your host. This season, you will hear from inspiring pharmacists who have an important message for us all. Let's get right to it. Hello, everyone. In this episode, I interview Danielle Perodin, an integrative style and image coach. If you've ever thought about how your hobbies and outside interests can apply to a pharmacy, then you're in for a real treat. Hi, Danielle. How are you? Hi, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me here today. Oh, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast because I've actually been watching you online for like a really long time. (laughs) And I think that uh, we connected through some shared connections on LinkedIn and I had listened to a podcast interview you did and I've been watching you on social media. So it was just seemed like we were overdue for a conversation. I agree. Way past overdue. (laughs) (laughs) Great. So we're going to get into all of the things today. I want to hear about how your pharmacy journey, I want to hear about your business, and uh, hopefully we can uh, just educate everybody on the successes that you've had and any advice that you might have for pharmacists or students who um, have that entrepreneurial spirit. Sounds good. Let's get started. So I usually start by asking my guests the story behind their name. Would you mind sharing? Yeah. So no one's ever asked me this before. It's, I kind of like that. It's interesting. It actually made me kind of reflect on my name. So <laughs> yeah, you know, I think, it's, it, I, think it, I think it's kind of a nice icebreaker. And there was one guest I had one time that said, you know, I never knew. So it caused me to like ask my dad. <laughs> so yeah, can't, yeah. Wait to hear, can't wait to hear about your story. All right. Well, I didn't ask my parents because first of all, they have seven kids. Like the way they named us was like, the way you would name a litter of cats, probably. <laughs> and actually, the majority of us do not have middle names. So I have no middle name. It's just Danielle. And uh, so it, it, it's a French origin. So I'm raised, born and raised in Louisiana in the middle of Cajun French culture. Um, we were taught French whenever we were in kindergarten. So <laughs> Like, you know, our parents don't really talk French anymore, but it definitely has that French uh, heritage. So I'm guessing that's where it came from. <laughs> wow, that's very cool. So do you still remember any French? Uh, very little. Like I was thinking, okay, because no one speaks it really. Um, I haven't been to Paris, but that's definitely on my bucket list. I would love to learn um, to, you know, get better at my French and relearn it with my daughter. And we can go on a fantastic trip. But um, I can say je m'appelle Danielle. <laughs> yeah, the only the only French the only French phrase I know is I love you. I think it's Jatem. Yeah. Yeah. Chapeau. It's hot, I believe. Maison is house. So yeah, we just we don't speak it. Um in fact mm-hmm. our parents were punished if they would speak French when they were growing up. So no way. it was really forced out. Yes. But now it's coming back. They have French immersion schools that are popping up here and there. So I really wish my kids would have been able to experience that, but they're a little older now. Uh, both your parents are French? They both spoke, they spoke French. Yep. Oh. Their parents spoke French. Mm-hmm. 
Wonderful. Wonderful. My mom more than my dad. So my, my dad had more of a Texas, Oklahoma um, upbringing. Then they moved to Louisiana. But my mom's last name is Fontenot. And that's very, uh, very big French last name in our area. Right, right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Awesome. Well, glad to hear. Um, and I wanted a chance to get to know you because in the past year or so, I've been building this network of pharmacists and students just to give us a chance to network in a new way and learn about personal and professional development in a new way. And it's been interesting to see what kinds of uh, pharmacists and students are attracted to this kind of idea and programming. And I know that you're in the personal kind of development style space. So tell us, how did you find our group? I was on LinkedIn. So um, I guess it was probably about a year ago exactly that I jumped on LinkedIn. I had always had a LinkedIn account, but never really knew what to do with it. I thought it was just kind of like a thing that you did professionally and you just put a photo and that's about it. <laughs> um, kind of like a little resume background. But when I decided to really launch this uh, side gig, this side hustle you call it, um, I had been hearing from mentors that like LinkedIn was the place to be. And so I was finally pushed by one of my coaches to really, uh, you know, show up in a big way over there. And that's where I came across you and so many other fabulous pharmacists that I had no idea were like so open and out there sharing so much. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because I talked to my community about the power of LinkedIn. And I'm curious from your perspective, since you came from a place where you had a profile, didn't really update it, and then you went all in on LinkedIn, what has been maybe one of the top one or two things that you've gained from having more of a LinkedIn presence? Well, meeting uh, women and men like you, I've, you know, I've been on probably, this is probably my sixth or seventh podcast interview, um, which, you know, it, I mean, that strictly came from LinkedIn and making connections and making really fast connections. So um, unlike some of the other social media platforms, like I really feel like it's really, you get what you see and you people are really open and willing to share uh, more vulnerable there, not in a weird kind of vulnerable way, but just like, um, okay, you're a professional, I'm a professional, we have something in common and it's like, hey, let's hop on a call and just kind of, you know, share ideas, if that makes sense. Oh, I think you hit the nail on the head with having that common ground of even, even if it's not just we're both pharmacists, but maybe we're both in this professional space and now yeah. we're launching something else. So we want to promote something else and there's power in that just being able to connect on that, on that one level. And sometimes with other social media platforms, you don't entirely know everybody's background. So people are a little more hesitant to share or connect or like or comment. Yeah, I think that kind of gets lost in translation on the other medias. You don't know what everyone's intentions are. Right, right. So we are going to talk all about your business, but first I just want to take a step back and if you could tell everyone where you went to pharmacy school and what area of pharmacy did you enter after school? All right, so I went to uh, Monroe, Louisiana, University of Louisiana at Monroe, so Northeast Louisiana. And I, when I first graduated, I thought I was going to go into retail because I was working as an intern throughout school at Walmart. But then I had two rotations at a hospital and really loved it. Um, I was really interested in taking a residency, but was just ready to start my family and to start getting paid and decided to take a hospital position. So I was a staff pharmacist working shift work. 
Okay, great. And is that what you're still doing now or are you in a different field of pharmacy? No, I, um, I have done, I still do some staffing inpatient hospital, but I'm in a different hospital, uh, much smaller. It's a behavioral hospital, behavioral health hospital. Um, it's probably like a 60 bed or so, 60 to 70. But then I also am doing long-term care and I'm also doing long-term acute care. I think that's it. I was like, I'm a city thing. <laughs> we do a lot of hospice. So I am a PRN pharmacist, um, mostly part-time PRN. I make my own schedule. Um, I do some contract work for, I have a few different employers. Awesome. So how do you like that PRN uh, work schedule that seems to work for you, especially when launching a side business? Yes. Yeah, so it's working really great. At first I was kind of scared because I went from that 40 hour, uh, you know, guaranteed hour work week. And it was just, um, but I really like making my own schedule. I really like being able to schedule podcasts like this. And then if someone asks me to work, I can you know, say, no, I already have something planned that day. And, you know, vice versa. So if I already have my days planned out um, for pharmacy, then, you know, I just don't schedule anything uh, like this on those days. And I really like that. The only thing is that sometimes fear does kind of creep in. And I'll look at my schedule and I'm like, oh, I'm only working one or two days this week. But I really found like if I keep my vibe high and don't like settle into that fear that before I know it, someone's calling me and telling me they have an opening. So I've really learned to trust that the work is just there and going to come. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because I think some people crave the flexibility of being able to kind of pick their own schedule and work PRN, but they're kind of hanging on to that commitment of a steady paycheck. And I yeah. like, I like how honest you are about, yes, some weeks I don't feel so great about it, but I've learned to trust that the work is there and the work will come. Yep. That's great. So at some point, I, maybe this happened during pharmacy school, maybe while you were working as a pharmacist in a hospital, you decided to pursue some of your other passions. So tell us about that process for you. Were the, was the passion always there to be kind of an Imogen style coach or did that develop over time? So the passion has always been there to help women. Um, I've always been drawn to self-development, first of all. I've always loved beauty and fashion. Um, when I was in pharmacy school, I sold makeup and helped women learn how to put their makeup on. But then I just got super busy with school and kind of dropped that. Um, it wasn't until a two or three years ago where I kind of got that entrepreneur bug back. I was kind of just stuck in the predictable day-to-day -day rut, I call it. Um, my kids were old enough where they were self-sufficient, so they didn't really need me, so I kind of lost my purpose, I think. Um, and so there was some opportunities to come up to sell a couple of different products. A couple of them I wasn't that passionate about, but whenever I found myself back into the beauty and fashion world, I was like, hey, this is my passion, I love this. I'll do it for free. I don't care. And um, the self-development stuff has always been a part of it. Um, like I, that's what I'm gravitated to. I'll talk about it all day and all night. If you'll let me, that's probably why, <laughs> you know, some of my friends are like, okay, enough, Danielle, seriously, let's just watch TV and you know, whatever. But I've always really had that. But I think that the really, the part that caught me moving was whenever I was kind of stuck in my own, um, I had started to become negative, which I'd always been pretty a positive person 
um, and I had lost my way, lost my purpose. I really say that I was in this mild depression. Um, so finding those passions and kind of reigniting that kind of drugged me out of that. Yeah, and I like how you said it wasn't just about the beauty and the fashion, even though those were passion areas of yours, it's really about lifting people up combined with style and fashion. And now it's all wrapped into one and now you have your own business uh, and congratulations on that. That's a huge milestone. Um, so tell us what exactly your business is. Tell us who's a typical client and what kinds of things you do for the client. Yeah, so I'm an integrative style and image coach. Um, I have a program, my ideal client is, are women, uh, specifically women that are healthcare professionals like me, um, pharmacists, but also PAs, nurse practitioners, um, anyone that's looking to create a side hustle in the holistic alternative, integrative functional medicine realm. Um, they want to promote their business online, but they don't feel confident. And so through my program, I help her to become her now. Um, and so we shorten the, the time span that it takes to transform from the person that she is now to that CEO of her business, basically. And I do that through the styling and through the mindset. So inner and outer beauty. Ah, I love that. Okay. Inner and outer beauty. So you're not necessarily, it's not, this isn't a program to change people. This is a program to step into the person you want to, you want to, uh, portray online in your new space. Yeah, it's actually the person that you've always been, but you haven't been showing up as. So she has always been there. She's always been inside. If you almost imagine it like an onion where you're peeling off layers or maybe like a dirty window that you're like cleaning off all the cobwebs and the dirt and the bird poop, <laughs> like whatever's covering it up. Like you just have so many layers that have been like hiding who you actually are. And so it's just, I help them to polish it all up and present it so I don't tell them you know wear this clothes because this is good you know this is what a CEO wears or anything like that like we truly get to your true style and your inner beauty I love that so your programs kind of help her peel back those layers that have kind of been um she's been putting on over time yes exactly you know for me it was like my husband would tell me don't wear that because you know you're going to stand out Nobody else is wearing that. Or, you know, maybe your parents <laughs> tell you you have to dress a certain way. Or, you know, maybe be quiet. You're too loud. You know, everyone can hear you. There's so many things that have um, limited us from standing up and shining, uh, you know, like we were always meant to be. So, Right. And I feel I see this, too, when the students and the pharmacists that I work with, when they, when they have self-doubt, when they have lack of self-confidence, I feel like they're, they're afraid to put their true authentic self forward because they feel like, you know, pharmacy has this mold and I have to talk this way and act this way because I want to get this type of position or this type of residency. Uh, but if we allow ourselves to be more of who we really are, then I think we'll attract more of what we want. I don't know. Do you agree? Yeah, a hundred percent because, you know, I'm sure you went through it. I went through it. When we graduate from pharmacy school, it's like all of a sudden we're supposed to like just be this pharmacist and it's like, what the heck is this? How do I, you know, how do I be somebody different than I already am? And you feel like you're supposed to. And then it, you never like arrive and it's like, what the heck? What am I doing wrong? Um, it's so frustrating, but like really what you have to do is just be yourself. Like once you step into being yourself and honoring that, your highest ideal self, 
then it becomes so much easier because you're not having to pretend to be someone else. That imposter syndrome goes away because it's just natural. Like, of course, I know how to be myself. I've always been myself. And so it's just polishing it up, um, giving you that inner confidence to have your voice that, you know, you do matter, that, um, you know, you have what it takes. You know, you may not know what to do now, but, you're, you know, it's coming. Like, give yourself some grace. I was so shy before, um, and I'm still, like, I still call myself an introvert and then I'm shy. And it just frustrates me so much when I think about it because I've been in so many boardrooms, like PNT meetings and whatnot, medical staff meetings, and I would just be so nervous, like, they're going to find out who, you know, that I'm not this person that I'm standing up here to be. And it was just because my inner confidence was just so, like, broken. Yeah, I think that happens a lot. I mean, I think that's, that's pretty common in pharmacy. So I'm curious, what part of your pharmacy background do you think has the biggest impact on your current career? Is it, is it the fact that you can, you can see the struggles that pharmacists and pharmacy students are going through? Or what, what do you think has been the biggest impact? Yeah, so working with those healthcare professionals, definitely knowing, you know, having been in their shoes helps out. Um, I think just, I don't know how much of this is me being attracted to the pharmacy or pharmacy molding me, but just as far as being a coach, um, being able to be empathetic, to be a great listener, to be able to open, uh, ask good open-ended questions on an interview, um, being able to read body language, all of that stuff makes me really good at a life coach, just naturally. Um, I think I've always been a good listener, but I think those things, those skills were really honed in with pharmacy because, you know, we have to counsel patients and, you know, really listen and, and really have a heart to want those, uh, you know, either your patients or your clients to get better. I think those were the most um, things. As far as uh, skills, learning about the body, how the body works, most importantly, the brain, how the brain works, how the central nervous system works. Because a lot of that has to do with um, like your self-confidence is, you know, it's, it's a characteristic, it's a trait, but it's also a skill that can be learned. And you can kind of hack your body, your bio, um, your biology to create that inner and outer confidence. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's a nice blend of the science uh, with pharmacy and then this, this art of counseling that we've all developed over time. So you're blending that in your business and you still have that heart to want to see these women kind of grow into the person that was always there. So I love that blend. Thank you for explaining that. So switching gears a little bit, at some pharmacists I talked to, they seem to have this innate entrepreneurial spirit or mindset. And for others, this tends to like build over time or maybe when they get a spark of an idea, then they might start to go down this path. What advice would you have for pharmacists or students who have this desire to start their own business? For those that have the desire, just know that that's probably part of your human design. So it's not this crazy thing that you just have this idea, like it's probably in your, in your makeup. And so that if you're feeling that, definitely honor it. Um, the first thing that helped to me was to start your brand now. And what that means is just start showing up on social media. People want to see your face. They want to hear your story. They want to be a part of your journey. So I was talking to another person about this, I think just yesterday. Like just start now, like what you're doing now, people are interested in. Don't wait till everything is perfect and then say, okay, I'm open for business. Because you can have all of those people like really, like you said, you've been following me for a year. So you can have all of those customers ready to go whenever you're ready to make the offer, even if you don't know what that offer is just yet. 
yeah, it's building your network. Even if you don't know what the thing is a year from now, yeah. you're, you're building your network. I love that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, so we talked a little bit about uh, self-doubt, lack of confidence, and through your programs, you help people kind of get over some of those, some of those struggles. What, can you give like one or two tips of something that someone can start even today um, to even make little shifts in, in improving self-doubt or improving confidence? Yeah, one place I would um, suggest is, this is a, a, a tool that I use with my clients, is pick three people that inspire you, that you're aspired to be, and then let's see what in what traits in them are you inspired by. And so when you jot those down, jot about set down about three to five for each one, and then realize that what you are inspired through them, that you what's in you, you're actually inspired by yourself. Those things are in you, those traits. And then also your clients are going to be attracted to those traits in you as well. So I think just knowing that, you know, you look up to these people, we compare ourselves to them, that, that kind of like knocks down our confidence. But if you can understand that, you know, I'm so inspired by that person because that trait is actually inside me. Wow, I actually never thought of it that way before. And I was wondering if you could give us even just like a quick example, like maybe from a previous client or maybe... Uh, maybe even for yourself, like what's a trait that someone you know has seen in somebody and then had the aha moment that it was in them? Yeah, definitely. So I'd love to share one of my clients, my very first client actually was Lauren, Dr. Lauren Castle at Functional Medicine Pharmacists of Alliance. It's so much fun working with her. And oh, you know, I, few... I have not, I haven't met her yet. So maybe you can connect us. Yeah, definitely. You need to have her on. She's such a great, uh, She's a great entrepreneur, woman pharmacist. She's definitely a leader, Havens awesome. and Paths. But um, so when I asked her that question, one of the uh, women were uh, Marie Forleo. So of course, Marie Forleo, business CEO, you know, she has lots of things to inspire for. Um, it's, you know, just the fact that she's building this empire, basically. Um, but just a fun fact is that her hair really inspired Lauren. <laughs> That's funny. Very Farley has this amazing hair, right? Yeah. Yes. And and so Lauren, Lauren has beautiful hair too, but she wasn't showing up that way. And I hope she doesn't mind me sharing. But you know, as we worked together, like before you knew it, like she actually her hair looked like Marie Forleo's. Like, and I don't think we did that intentionally. It was just like stepping into who you believe you are, who inspires you, and just keep like showing up as that. And it's so funny because um, Lauren actually ended up being interviewed by Bobby Brown on Instagram. And Bobby Brown kept on telling her, like, your hair is so beautiful. It's so gorgeous. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. Like, I'm telling you, if you find, like, the people that you're inspired by, you, it just allows you to, like, really start unlayering that and seeing what, you know, the beauty that's inside you. And you, it's just, it's, it speeds up so fast it's like you start to see that okay that's available to me now I don't have to wait wow that is a really good example because I think everyone can agree like when they're having a good hair day I mean other things just seem to fall into place I don't I don't know what it is so the fact that that was something that inspired her and then she could step into that herself and I think that that's an amazing example 
Yeah, and some people will say, you know, that's superficial, that the outside doesn't matter, but we all know it does at some point that, you know, people make first impressions on you. And, and not just what they see, but when you see yourself in the mirror, if you love your hair, then that's just one more thing that you can say you love because, you know, 20% or things that we say that we love of ourselves, 80%, we look in the mirror and we're like, oh my God, I hate my nose. Oh my God, my chin's so pointy. You know, if you can like look in the mirror and be like, man, my hair is really rocking today, then it's like, that's one thing that can definitely help with your self-confidence. So that's like one of the number one things that I've learned going through self development is the way that we thought we think about ourselves and we talk about ourselves that is really where your self-confidence builds or diminishes really yeah which kind of leads me to my next question because as an image coach how does being more intentional about thinking about our image thinking about what inspires us looking at our image in a new way how does that impact us professionally because i think for a lot of pharmacists and students they're so focused on their professional development that it's kind of a little out of the box to think about being more intentional with my image. So how, how can how are the two related? Maybe you could connect the dots a little bit for us. Definitely, without getting too woo woo, because I could definitely go there. Um, one of the main things I do with my clients is to create a vision, and that vision uh, needs to be very clear and precise. So you need to actually be able to see yourself as her or him and really see what are they wearing? What are you wearing when you're landing that job interview? Um, you know, what does your hair look like? What does the room smell like? We use all five senses. You know, what do you hear in the background? And so that allows you, and so this is where some of the integrative um, comes into play. Some of you should follow Joe Dispenza's work, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Um, that's how you can like really create that vision into reality is whenever you can incorporate that into your mind, body, and spirit to integrate them all as one. I love that. So even just <laughs> starting, <laughs> no, that, I, that's okay. I'm woo woo, and we could do a whole other podcast episode on woo woo stuff because I'm I'm totally okay. down. Um, but yeah, I love that little taste of it for the people who are listening who just want to go a little bit woo woo. It's basically this vision exercise. So when you imagine exactly. big things happening in your life. You know, what are you hearing in the background? What are you wearing? What are you looking at? What are you seeing? What are you feeling? Yeah, and so the inner confidence may not all be there yet, but then you start showing up and dressing as her. You start showing up and doing the things that she does. And then slowly you just, you close that gap to between, you know, where you are starting off and the place that you want to be ultimately. I love that. And and what was, was it a book you referenced, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself? Was that the correct title? Yes. If you're okay. into, and I call it woo-woo, but Joe Dispenza, I mean, he has so many, um, he has definitely does brain scans, so it's very scientific what he does, and he breaks it down. So for us pharmacists that, like, want the science stuff, like, he is, he's definitely a place to go to. Awesome. Okay, very cool. So what has been the most exciting project or maybe client you've worked in or worked on or been a part of? I think it was um, working to get uh, the photo shoot for a pharmacist magazine. That oh, was wow. Super tell, us, exciting. tell us more about that. So that's Jerika Dodd's um, pharmacist magazine. It's women um, in pharmacy that what, what are women doing next? And so it's a lot of entrepreneurship and whatnot. Um, and so Jerika was one of my coaches. She's really the coach that was like, okay, what do you want to do? How do you want to help people? And I was like, 
well, I, I think with style, <laughs> you know, hesitantly, I'm like, I don't think that's a thing, but okay, we're doing this. And so um, that was super fun to go and plan the photo shoot. And then at that time I was working with Lauren already and she decided to also do the photo shoot. So she flew in from Ohio to Louisiana. So I was able to style her for it. Uh, we had another integrative coach that the photographer take our pictures. We ended up at this beautiful, um, it was unplanned, but it was started to rain. We were under this beautiful large oak tree, but it really started to rain hard. So we went into the nearest building, which was an herbal shop and got some amazing photos for Lauren and her business. And it was just like such a great day. Like I was on cloud nine for sure. It was amazing. That sounds awesome. Are the pictures still available online? Can people go check them out? Yes, I can actually share you that link and they can go okay. and uh, follow the link to the pharmacist magazine. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And we'll post it with the podcast. I think that will be uh, super intriguing for people to check out and get a, get a flavor of everything we've been talking about here. That's very cool. Definitely. So what's next for you? What's on your plate? On What's on your horizon? <laughs> so most immediately I am planning a retreat of have a retreat that's in person. I have 10 uh, beautiful women that are coming to it in South Louisiana. And so it's actually my second retreat. So I'm really excited. Um, I have a few pharmacists that are coming from out of state and then some other beautiful souls that are going to be there. So I'm really focused on planning that. I'm also looking to add some more one-on-one -on -one clients. So that's what's immediate on my, my vision, I guess. So. I love that. And what is the... What's the main uh, agenda or theme for your retreat? It's called Disconnect to Reconnect. So basically, you disconnect from 2020, okay? Can we just say we need to do that? <laughs> yes. Disconnect from the hustle and grind. Disconnect from all of the negativity, all of that just stuff that keeps us busy and unable to um, think clearly or reflect. And so it gives us a chance to connect with other like-minded women and then also to reflect and to get clarity and to create a vision and all of that fun stuff. Wow, that sounds amazing. I hope you offer more of them uh, in the future. I would love to check one of those out. I love anything that has to do with self-reflection and disconnecting and that sounds, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Tell us about one or more of your mentors and how they've helped you. So Jerika Dodd, I'll have to say, like, she helped me so much with just, like, getting started, doing the work. Um, what do you got to do next? Just get up and do it. Before you think about it, before you're scared, just, like, knocking it out of the list. So very thankful for her. And also to step out and create a style business because I just didn't even think that was a thing. I was trying to figure out, you know, can I do health coaching? What kind of coaching should I be doing? Of course, I'm a pharmacist, so health coaching would make the most sense. But she was like, no, what do you love to do that you would do for free? And I'll never forget that, you know, she pushed me to that. I really like that. Just do it before you're scared. Just do it. Yeah. Just don't think about it. Just do it. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> uh, so who inspires you? You know what? I, honestly, I think it's my kids. My kids inspire me with watching them this past year, all the change that's happened with and you know mask and so many scary things and just seeing how they adapt to the change and just keep going and I feel like right now they're better than ever so I have to say my kids 
Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. I think that uh, we also, we associate our kids with unconditional love, but I think it's also unconditional support that no matter like what mom is involved in or what mom has going on next, like they, they always have their support there. They're always, they're our biggest cheerleaders. And um, I, I'm sure that's true for you too. And it just gives you an extra boost of encouragement on the bad days or the rough days or when you're too scared to get started. So I, I totally agree with you. Do you have a favorite quote or a mantra that speaks to you? One of, the, one of my favorite quotes that sticks out to me right now is, um, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Ah, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. I love that. Yeah, so why does that speak to you? Just for my own past history, like I know that I've heard things over and over again, especially since I've done self-development for so long. Um, I've heard a lot of this stuff forever. But then when I was ready really to envelop it and embody it, like there was a mentor or a teacher that was like saying it and I just had to hear it from that one person and it just clicked. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I love that. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to try and, and uh, find out who, who wrote that. That's amazing. Um, so we're just about wrapping up here, but before I ask you my last question, I'm curious what we know you're on LinkedIn. Um, uh, is that the main place where you hang out? Are there other social media platforms uh, that you're on and where can people find you and connect with you and learn more about you? I would say my main place is Facebook under Danielle Paradin. I have a Facebook group. It's called Style Your Mind and Body with Danielle. I'm also on Instagram, which is Dr. Danielle Paradin, but definitely if you want to connect more, watch some videos, it's mostly going to be on Facebook. Definitely not on TikTok yet. <laughs> I don't think um, I'm going to dump that. Your Facebook, group, your Facebook group was called Style Your Mind and Body? With Danielle. Yep. With Danielle. I love that name. That's a great name. And so I also have another group that is um, just kind of starting off. I started it off as a group for pharmacists that are life coaches, but it's kind of going into more um, maybe pharmacists that are open to life coaching and open to the woo-woo stuff and maybe being a little bit more vulnerable, having a safe place to share. And it's called NPR Talk. And it's NPR Talk. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. What does NPR stand for? Not pharmacy related. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so it's the real life stuff. We could definitely talk about pharmacy, but no um, pharmacy, you know, we don't want to talk about just like all the negativity of the, some of the stuff that comes up with pharmacy these days. So. Right. Agreed. Okay. So Danielle, last question, looking back at all your experiences so far, and then thinking about what lies ahead of you, what is the impact you want to have on the world, on this profession, on female entrepreneurs? What's the impact? Yeah, that's an easy one. I have a mission is to help women create happier, healthier, more beautiful lives. And it's really any way that I can do that. That's, that's my mission. That's my goal. Awesome. And it sounds like, you know, you're just living your mission every day. And when new things come your way, you just figure out, does it align with your mission? Does it not? And that using that as your, your guidepost. Exactly. That's how I've gone to where I am now. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, I really enjoyed this, Danielle. I'm going to join both of your Facebook groups, if that's okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. The more the merrier. Yeah, I do not want to miss out on the next retreat opportunity. So for sure, I'm going to be uh, following you even more than I've already been following you. And I just want to Yay. thank you so much for your time today. It's been a true pleasure. Thank you. I'm so glad that we finally got to connect and I can't wait to learn more about you. Sounds good. Take care. I would like to thank Danielle for this interview. She wasn't afraid to take an out-of-the-box idea and run with it. What surprised me was that she talked more about the idea of styling our minds before styling our outside image. We can all benefit from creating a vision of who we want to be, and I'm grateful for her encouragement. Until next time, please connect with our guests on LinkedIn, and hopefully I'll see you in the 21st Century FarmD Facebook group. Please connect with our guest on LinkedIn and please follow us on social media, 21st Century FarmD. If you know someone who I should interview, please email me at 21stCenturyFarmD at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook group that's for pharmacists, new grads, and students. Check us out.